You're listening to the PlantX Podcast, the digital face of the plant-based community. Join us as we explore the inner workings of all things plant-based, from the products and lifestyles to the people behind them. Whether you follow a strict plant-based diet or just want to learn more, you're invited. Now welcome our host, the man who combined his love of e-commerce and the plant-based lifestyle to create PlantX, Sean Dollinger. Hey everyone, welcome to our 30th Plant X podcast. Just started doing the math. Can't believe we're already uh, been public for 10 months now and uh, had some amazing guests on our show. And again, thank you very much to our investors and shareholders that join us each week to meet different partners that we have or different insight in the industry. Um, Today, we have Melissa Cameron on the show who will give us some background on marketing, what Plant X is doing great out there and get her two cents on the industry and everything else out there in the plant-based world. So um, again, what Plantex is all about. Plantex is your one-stop shop for everything plant-based. So if you're looking for meal grocery or meals delivered to your house or you know anything to do with the plant-based space, or if you're looking for information, we're about to launch the form in more detail where newcomers to the space, because we get so much feedback out there where People just don't know what plant-based living is all about. A lot of people think that it's just pasta and bread, but there's just so many more flavors and so many new products coming out each week. I'm always blown away by the amount of emails that we receive each week from new companies coming out with new products that, you know, want us to add it to our platform. At Plantex, it's really important that we try the products first. We want to make sure that the quality of products going on the platform. So individuals who are trying plant-based living for the first time actually love the products and want to keep coming back for more. So we make sure, and Michael does a great job with Alexa and the whole merchandising team on doing that. And we always love starting off the podcasts by giving some background on Plantex due to all the shareholders and investors sharing the word of Plantex. You know, we have over 10,000 investors currently and Plantex wouldn't be where it is today without all of you. And uh, today will represent the finale of our first season of uh, vodcasts, and we'll continue again after Labor Day, where we'll start season two and uh, introduce a whole bunch of new partnerships that we'll be working on through the summer. So um, on that, Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks. And um, Melissa, we always love starting off our podcasts with asking, how do you take your coffee? Yeah, it's kind of evolved over the years, but I make my own almond milk now. So that's probably been for about a year and a half. And I like um, espresso. So I have a little espresso machine and I do my almond milk lattes. Awesome. I think you're the first guest who uh, who's, who makes their own almond milk, which is uh, pretty impressive. And I definitely hear you on the involve, you know, evolving of the coffee. So, um, Melissa, you know, marketing, it's probably the most important part of uh, an e-commerce business as well as businesses as a whole. You know, your website could look great. Um, it could be ran on the Rolls Royce of backends and everything, but if you're not driving traffic and the traffic's not converting, we all know there's nothing at the end of the day to e-commerce, you know, what got you into marketing? What's your background? And, you know, maybe you could share with the viewers. 
Yeah, I feel like I was one of the lucky ones that learned early what I like to do and where my passion is. So I actually studied uh, marketing. So I got an undergraduate business degree in marketing. And during that time, I got uh, I got exposed to a lot of psychology courses and that type of thing. And I think um, kind of over time, as I kind of entered the marketing space and I got started with the dot com in my late teens, I was very lucky that way as well, you know, doing the intern work in the late 90s and kind of learning it from scratch and, um, you know, learned that I really enjoy understanding people. So kind of digging into their needs, their wants, uh, where the opportunities are with them, what they're looking for. And so I, about 20 years ago, got exposed to the conversion rate optimization industry, which is a specific, if you've never heard of it, is a specific area in digital marketing that really focuses on understanding people and developing experiences to drive conversions. That's ultimately is. It's conversion rate optimization. And um, I was lucky to kind of be exposed to that early on with a, a pioneer agency in that space and learned about customers and developing personas that represent customers and just had a passion for people and what it was that they were trying to accomplish. Um, I had many clients in many industries through that time with that agency. And then about 10 years ago, uh, went client side with one of my clients who was in the self-storage space. So I've been working for 10 years uh, with publicly traded self-storage companies. Um, sounds very different than, than plant-based, but I will say there's a lot of uh, kind of overlap. No matter the industry, there's kind of three, the high level formula is the same. It's who are your customers? So you need to understand them intimately, what action you want them to take, and then what, what will per persuade them to take that action. So I think no matter what it translates, even though I'm in storage, a lot different than plant-based industry, but I think some of these things really converge and make sense across all industries. Yeah, and it's so interesting. And, uh, you know, I've known you for over 25 years and, um, you know, very thankful, obviously, for, uh, for the time. And um, a lot of people don't have that experience. Like you said, you were there at the early set of the dot-coms, and I've always been blown away about the personas that you've spoken about and the different things that go such a long way. And even when we were starting Plantex for you to take the time, you obviously didn't charge us. You have your own, um, you know, position now with the company you are to avoid conflicts and all that, but you were extremely nice enough to spend the time and share. And you actually complimented on, you know, how great the team was actually doing and uh, your insight on the plant-based space. So maybe, maybe you could speak a little bit about what you think of the plant-based industry and based on your marketing uh, background, where do you see this going? Yeah, I, I personally think we're just at the tip of the iceberg. And I was really excited, you know, you and I keep in touch and finding out you're in the space because it's still really new. Um, it's becoming more mainstream. You find, you know, plant-based living, not only in all these documentaries and everything like that, but in restaurants and and grocery stores, it's very accessible, right? But we're still at the tip of the iceberg. So there's, we're not even at like slightly up the curve yet. I think there's a lot of, a long runway ahead, quite honestly. And I'm excited to see how it is going to grow. Um, you know, I think in general, as humans, we are eager to learn and grow. And I think we've seen it in the political environment with, you know, environmental issues, with a lot of different things. I think we're questioning maybe some of our own beliefs and assessing them and trying to improve as humans. 
And so I really feel like these things all kind of come together, right? Plant-based living is about that. It's being healthier, being a better human <laughs> and, uh, and community. So I'm really excited about where it's gonna go. And I think we're just at the very beginning of it. Um, I think honestly, there was a lot of early adopters and you know, those people might've even seemed a little bit strange to begin with. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I do come from a family where my mom was into healthy living and, and going to the health food stores when they were hole in the ground type of situation. So I feel like I kind of, I understand that early adopter, but I, are, I wasn't necessarily that person myself. And so it's really exciting to see that kind of come together where the early adopters are, it's becoming more mainstream. Right, it's more the average person that understands this and is learning more and more as we go. Yeah, and I, I, I really consider you one of the experts in e-com, and I speak a lot about our marketing team led by Alex Hoffman, who I think has done a phenomenal job as CMO of the company. Today, I was speaking to a, a very large investor, Seamus, uh, who's out of uh, New Brunswick, I believe, and he was just speaking about even our email marketing and the newsletters we do, how incredible they are. Uh, Jacqueline, who's on the call today helping out, She's done a great job with putting those together as well. And then our YouTube channel and uh, Fred Lay, who's a massive investor as well, who sits on our uh, advisory committee. He speaks a lot about it, that in all his years and being in public markets, he's never really seen a company put this all together. He thinks we have a whole team in the background. So love to get your insight as an expert in marketing. What do you think of the Plantex marketing um, side of things? And do you have any pointers on how it could improve? Yeah, no, I think honestly, Plantex is doing an exceptional job. Um, particularly, obviously, I don't know the full uh, symphony of marketing or orchestra that all of you do, right? I'm not, I don't have an insider view, but from the outside looking in and being in marketing, so I can really appreciate good marketing. I think you're doing an exceptional job, specifically what I notice um, from my view is with content, right? Things like this, for instance, even. Um, and other content and the fact that you have these world world renowned spokespeople that are brand ambassadors. And I, I really think it opens up to kind of the lifestyle to all these different people from different approaches. And it really, um, it can build trust with customers. So I think that that's really important, both the content as well as, you know, your chosen uh, approach with regards to some of these spokespeople. Um, Areas of opportunity, quite honestly, it's not specific to Plant X. I think it's any young industry, any company in a young industry is how do you keep it simple? How do you, you know, create experiences for people and help educate them and help them move forward in learning and entering this kind of journey? Because it really is a journey, right? It's a whole lifestyle. It's not just one product that you're trying to sell somebody. It's you're, you're really helping them build this community. And with that comes with products and various things as well. So um, yeah, just continue to, to think about simplifying and educating and you know, thinking about those different journeys that people would wanna go down um, in order to dip their toe in the water. How do, you, how do you bring those newbies in? I think that's the hardest question and it's a big opportunity. And we, uh, you, you hit on it a little bit before the word vegan and uh, these uh, shops that were kind of underground. And that's why at Plantex, we really focus on plant-based living. We find that's a really great term um, and a fresh one. And then Matthew Kenny, who's a partner of ours in the U.S., he said it 
he said it great. Uh, he goes, why do we even need to refer to a restaurant as vegan or plant-based? Why can't it just be restaurant? And I thought that was uh, really well said. And Kokomo does a great job here in Vancouver. I was sitting outside there just uh, the other day with another fellow Montrealer, um, Adam Kruger. And he goes, is this place vegan? And I start looking at the signage and all that. And I'm like, I actually don't know. And I had to go in and I eat there all the time. And they said, yeah, we're vegan. So it's, it's great. And this show's live, as you know, Melissa. So we love to get live questions while we're speaking to make sure that the viewers get the most out of it. We uh, try to do giveaways every single week for that. So make sure to ask in uh, any questions. We'll ask you one more um, question and then we'll go to the live ones. And, um, you know, something you told me, I, I guess it probably was 15 years ago or maybe a little over 10 uh, about always looking at a website in different angles that you get different visitors who communicate in different ways or see things different. And you were like, some people like live chat, some people like phone numbers, some people like emails, and you want to give that opportunity to each of them so that the person could interact the way they feel comfortable. And that really opens up my brain to all the different ways that an e-com speaks to someone. And I think that falls under personas and the journey that a customer goes through. Maybe you could speak to the viewers a little bit about how that strategy works, A-B testing, perhaps heat sinking maps, because I don't think that our viewers, you know, really know everything there is and how technical e-com is. Some people think you just throw up a website, people come and you make sales, but there's just so much more to it. Yeah, you're actually speaking to probably one of the biggest um, mistakes that a company makes, which is you know, when you think about personas and somebody just throwing up a website, then they are building the experience for one persona usually. And it's the persona of the person that built the experience in the first place. And that's a mistake because you've just put the bias of your preference um, in that in building the experience, right? So uh, I'm a big believer. And I, again, I learned this early in my career is that is creating a set of personas very early on as you're developing a business or even if you're optimizing it develop a set of personas that represent your customers and you do that so that you can empathize with them and build an experience that is that exceeds their expectations right it moves them forward in their buying process effectively i like to say that there are no two people exactly the same so we might be the same age same gender same geo everything so demographically we could look identical but the way that we approach information and research and educate ourselves could be very different from one another. So for instance, I could be very methodical, you know, logical decision maker, slow paced, and this other person could be spontaneous. They could be an emotional decision maker and very fast paced in their approach. And so, like you mentioned, Sean, you know, where do you place phone numbers? Where do you place a click to chat? Some people want to interact with click to chat. Some do not, some don't trust it. So you have to really be crafting these experiences for the way people shop differently. It's not just about demographics, it's about psychographics. And so um, if you are gonna go develop personas, which I know PlantX is all about this, uh, you know, I recommend don't, don't create more than four personas. It's very overwhelming, but the idea is you really need to empathize with them. You need to know their stories, their needs, their wants, their concerns, their biggest questions. And only at that point can you really craft the experiences specifically for those personas. So if, you, if it's not clear, I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> and uh, thanks for sharing uh, that. And definitely makes a lot of sense. And uh, a viewer 
wrote in, and I think it's a great question. It's a little bit of a shift in gears um, from the conversion on the e-com side, but from a marketing side, because as you know, as a publicly traded company, which you're very familiar with, there's two sides. There's the business side. How do you bring people? How do you generate revenue? But then there's the whole side of telling the story of your company. At Plantex, we have so many verticals, grocery, meal delivery, I always love using the slogan, your one-stop shop for everything plant-based. I feel that really puts it all together. How do you go about marketing a company like Plantex with so many verticals, the message that should be put forward to viewers? Yeah, and you did touch on something. So public, you know, you've got your investor relations side, you've got your customer side. So if I'm customer facing specifically, that is the that's why I said it's the hardest part is because I think, you know, you've got these different people in the different stages of the buying process, but the, because you're so young, you have so many people in that early stage of the buying process that you really need to educate people, getting content out there, help them understand the questions that they don't even know that they're going to ask yet and get in front of them. And then you slowly persuade them through that journey. I think it's less about trying to, to kind of, um, you know, machine gun approach across all the verticals, but instead try and really hone in on those specific personas and those specific people that are looking for answers to questions in these lifestyle areas, these categories. And then as you convince, or I hate to say convince, it's more persuade them based on their need, right? They actually have this need and this want, and you get them to the point where they're willing to dip their toe in because this is going to really help them in some way. It's going to satisfy them in some way. And then you start exposing them to the other verticals. That's that's the opportunity is once they go further in their buying process, then they've actually entered into a space and now you can expose them and nurture them with these other opportunities, which I love about Plantax is that it really is a whole lifestyle. It's not just one specific vertical. It's a whole lifestyle. And that's what people are searching for. And I have to say, out of all the uh, broadcasts we've had, I have never gotten such sophisticated questions during a broadcast. It's unbelievable, the the questions. It's like we have branding experts watching uh, today. Um, So I'd love to ask you a couple more, um, if that works for you. And uh, one question that I could handle, somebody asked about our updated audited financials, which are due at the end of the month. So obviously those will post and will be uh, publicly announced in the next uh, few weeks, hopefully uh, a week or so before the actual due date. Um, and Lauren and his team have been doing a wonderful job on that. So thanks, Lauren, for uh, for working hard and making sure we hit those timelines on time. Um, so somebody asks, what's the expected return on an investment? I know we've been looking at that in great detail at Plantex. We brought Paul on uh, as a director of marketing and we have Jennifer and we speak a lot about that. It's social media. Are you doing that just to build up your brand? Are you actually looking for an ROI at the end of the day? Spending on pay-per-click, that's one thing. Blogs is another. How do you go about kind of blending them all together and figuring out what the right ROI is? It is a synchronization and it's not, I mean, there can definitely be perfect science with the late stage people. So what I'll talk about there is the customers that are already living this lifestyle, already searching for products within this space, right? You are you know, doing any paid, so paid social display, whatever kind of, um, you know, ads you're putting out there, if it's paid search and you're able to easily know, I, I spent this and I got, got this out of it, right? That's easily trackable where it gets a little bit 
harder and it, the art kind of blends with the science is with these earlier stage people with the the branding efforts right and there are ways to test in specific markets or specific verticals categories to determine if i do this branding effort meaning the content the education however you go about creating those campaigns does it lift branded search terms does it lift you know and and do you see more search in that area does it drive higher opportunity in that specific area so these two things can merge and align if you're watching those things and you're actually testing with that goal in mind if that makes sense yeah for sure and um thanks for that and then uh i guess the final question of the day uh would be you you had mentioned, uh, the viewer obviously wrote this, that you mentioned that the Plantex content's been great that they've been putting out. What would you like to see uh, them add to it, shift, or where to go with the content going forward? Yeah, I mean, I love the, the, you know, the spokespeople. I think that's been a huge part of it. It's captured my attention for sure. And obviously you show up in my feed, Sean, a lot. But, um, but I think there's further opportunity for, like I said, with these early stage folks that are new to this, educating them in a very simple way on specific things, right? Whatever that might be. If it's, um, you know, and if it, it could be videos that you're doing, it could be uh, blog posts, whatever kind of content. I, I don't think this is like ads. I think this is content education in very specific areas and questions people have about their life. I mean, if you watch one of these documentaries, about you know removing meat from your diet and you're gonna start searching, well, what are meat replacements? And you're starting to dig into some of these articles, where does that bring you? And you can't assume people just wanna jump right to a product and buy. Your intent with that, putting out that education is to move them forward to the next level of education, right? And so slowly but surely is warming up to it. You're very inviting, you're very welcoming. But the point is, are you persuading people in a simplified customer journey approach? And I think that honestly is an opportunity across the board. And that's the thing that we really focus on is making people feel welcomed. And somebody hit a uh, bang on as well about us being this new company in the US. How do you go about it? So I think you answered that question. Great. And when I left the last company I founded um, to come and start Plant X, I always said, content would be king, you know, make as much content, education, met this, um, you know, unbelievable marketer, Jane Liu. Um, she started a company called Showpo, Forbes 30 under 30 from Australia. A lot of us in North America haven't even heard of the company. They did, they're pretty close to approaching, I think, $100 million in revenue. And it's women's um, clothing. And when you look at it as a male, even you, why would you be on a woman's website looking for clothing, but the content that she's created is so inspirational at the end of the day that I always wanted that shift going forward. And we have a few great shows, like you said, and then we have the health advisors who will be coming on with their own series. We've got Christian Paul. So all of these things, exactly like you've said, is to make it fun. Let people come in, experience, love it, become sticky. You hit it bang on uh, during this conversation today with Plantex is more than just the food you put in your body. It's the way you carry your, your way through life to what you surround yourself with. That's why we bought the leading plant subscription company in Europe, just plants around the home and all of that. So I uh, definitely thank you very much from uh, the shareholders, investors, from our whole team for taking the time out of your day. I know you're extremely busy and to uh, put aside an hour for us to, 
that's really nice of you. So thank you for that. My pleasure, Sean. Thank you. And uh, look forward to, uh, to speaking with you in the future. And uh, thanks for all the input from today. So um, there you have it, our 30th vodcast. Hopefully uh, you guys get a lot out of these that you see the type of people we surround ourselves around and learn from because we definitely don't know it all here at Plantex, uh, but we definitely keep our heads down and work extremely hard as you can see over the last few weeks, all of the press that goes out. For us, every press release that goes out means that there's been something material that's happened in our company. And if you go to our investor website and start scrolling through every single press release and take a second to digest it and say, what does this mean for the future of Plantex? I think you'll understand why we're so excited over here and why we get so many people interested in our company. Uh, from the Plantex family, we wish you a great summer. Hopefully everybody gets to enjoy it and uh, the world opens up a little bit more. And uh, until next time, stay curious, stay planted, stay healthy. Cheers. So that's it for this episode of the PlantX podcast. Please check out investor.plantx.com to learn more. And we welcome you to join our thriving community. In the meantime, stay curious, stay planted, stay healthy.